podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited. I am so excited. I love having incredibly smart, talented, and brilliant people in my hot seat. And I got another one today, which I'm so over the moon about. Today joining me is Craig Rieger, who is the owner of um, Craig of the Rieger and Associates coaching platform. This guy is a legend in the real estate community, over 22 years of experience. He coaches the best of the best real estate agents nationally, um, probably coming from experience. This guy alone has run um, his own successful business in Portland, Oregon. He did over 5,000 transactions in his career. He owned his own Keller Williams franchise running 900 agents. I mean, one year alone, this guy paid out $2 billion in commissions. It's no joke. He's the real deal. The elite of the elitist, the top mega producers that I'm always talking about in all my podcasts. I got one on because you know what? He is now shifted out of doing his real estate business into running a complete coaching program and platform. And I am so over the moon to have him here and I'll tell you why. So many people have reached out to me and said, do you coach real estate agents? I wish I did because I love working with real estate agents. But at this time, I just coach titled people within the FNTG family. Therefore, I need a partner, okay? And I got- (laughs) I got handed this gem. Craig Rieger, thank you so much for joining me in the hot seat today. How are you today, my friend? Absolutely spectacular. It's good. The world is open. I've been back on planes. I get to spend my afternoon with you. I'm I'm in a really good spot. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to just dive right in. I want to pick your brain. I know you're super busy. I mean, uh, you got so much going on. I want us, my audience here, to hear about your real estate journey and like what got you to this point today. People ask me all the time, how did you go from being a top title rep to being a top coach? Like, where was that journey? What was that transition? I'd love to hear yours. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, as you, as you alluded, it started about 23 years ago. So I was actually, I owned a roofing company. So entrepreneurial spirit, right after high school, I went to roofing. Uh, that's a longer sub story, but I'm roofing. And lo and behold, who are, who, who turned out to be my most consistent repeat clients, real estate agents, right? Like inspector says, roof needs replacing or repair. They call me. I do a great job make them happy, make their clients happy, get it done on time. Lo and behold, they called me again. So at the end of three or four years of this roofing business, about 80% of my business was repeat clients and referrals from, from my real estate agents. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna afford pick up this kind of beat up. I was really buffed and tan at the time, so I did appreciate that. But they were pulling up in Mercedes and dressed well, and I'm constant, like they became friends. I was communicating. It's like, I really kind of like what you're doing rather than what I'm doing. So I sold the roofing company. They gave me some advice. I signed up for real estate school. And uh, 30 days later, I had my license. And my first brokerage was an independent boutique brokerage. And the reason I picked them is the owner of the company interviewed me. And he said, Craig, I will, I will guarantee you're successful if you follow the principles I teach you, which was 100% like Tom Ferry, Mike Ferry, hardcore lead generation, which I was 22 years old. My sphere was not buying homes. It was a, it was a natural fit. And I ended up being rookie of the year at his brand. Um, after that, Lisa, I went to uh, another uh, uh, boutique brand here in the Portland market, but an extremely powerful brand, uh, the Hassan Company. And they were more of a luxury brand. And at the time they took me on, I had the least experience of any agent they'd ever brought on. And over the course of the next 10 years, I, I became their number one agent. And what I learned at that brokerage, if, if the first brokerage taught me 
how to prospect, lead, generate, and find business. Uh, the second brokerage taught me how to be a phenomenal real estate agent, how to really care for my clients, how to really have a, an impeccable relationship with my co-op agents, the importance of building long-term established relationships with my lender partners, my title partners. Uh, and then about 13 years ago, I was introduced to the Keller Williams brand, and that was about when the market, well, it was, it was actually when the, the world was ending in 2008, 2009, and the market was crashing. And I made the jump over to Keller Williams uh, for a couple of reasons. One is Keller Williams more or less guaranteed me if I plugged into their ecosystem, if I had success in it, and if I gave back to it, they'd allow me an opportunity to own real estate brokerages. And at that point in my career, it was extremely important to me. So the first thing they taught me was really how to run a business, how to hire, how to retain talent, uh, how, to, how to find talent, um, how to, to work my database. And throughout that journey, they ended up giving me an opportunity to purchase or to open five brokerages in the state of Oregon. I think at the time there were seven Keller Williams franchises in Oregon, and I ended up owning five of them. Wow. And what that also led to was an opportunity in California. I actually relocated my entire family a few years ago to, to the San Francisco area and we're overseeing the Northern Cal Hawaii region. And having Hawaii in my region was pretty cool, getting to go there monthly. And I was overseeing about 7,000 agents there. And so all of that brought me to where we're at now. It's like, why do I have a coaching business? What I loved at each of those stages was the mentors that gave back to me. Yeah. There's not a chance I'd be in the position I'm at now if I didn't have so many people over the years seeing something in me, pouring into me, pushing me when I needed it, hugging me when, 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 when I was down, high-fiving me when I was up. And over the last 15 to 20 years, what I've realized is I'm actually just a real estate coach. Like I love representing buyers and sellers, and I still have a team that does that today at an extremely high level. Uh, but I've really put all of my eggs into the basket, sold the brokerages, uh, opened my own independent company uh, to, to focus on helping agents across the U.S. and Canada build big businesses with consistency in, in, in the real estate world. That's so phenomenal. I love that. I love that the common thread through your all, all over these 20 years is just like that it really did take the mentors and the coaching and the pushing and the teachings like that you really you were you were coachable. Um, and so the fact that your whole mindset is to give back. I love that. It's relatable to me. Um, very similar the way that I feel and that I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the incredible mentors along the way. So um, I love that. Now you're a part of that. So you're going to be a part of the person's story on the other end that uses you in their, you know, success speech, which they are. Um, so thank you for that. I wanted to say, what are three things in real that real estate agents should be focusing on right now? Like let let's get let's get down to it because this is this is cr critical in this ever changing market. What are three things they should be doing? Number one comes top of mind. So I'm back, we're all back into a world where I can get on planes and go and travel and speak and teach and coach from small to large audiences. And whether it's a $70 million producer or a $10 million producer or somebody that got licensed yesterday, inevitably at some point, Lisa, the conversation is going to go back to database. Going to go back to database. Um, another thing we'll call here at Regal Coaching is data bank, right? Like, like anything else, if we invest into it, and it's really we're just investing into relationships, then we will get a very substantial return, short-term and long-term from those relationships. So number one answer of the three is, is database. Do you have one? And when I say database, I'm primarily talking 
met database. Like you and I are right. We're, 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 we now have a relationship. We know each other. Um, we're networking. We're, we're potentially helping each other. And then there's the not met database, which is what I picture is like the, the dude in his pajamas at one in the morning in his mom's basement is, is signing up for my website. And that's a whole separate kind of database. And there's certainly value that can come out of that when those leads are properly worked. But at a basic core, a met database, who cuts my hair? Who, who are the parents of my kids' friends? Who did I used to sit next to at my previous career before real estate? Who are my past clients, family, and friends? And having them in an, in an organized system with a very consistent touch campaign going out that essentially says, at its simplest form, when you think real estate, think of me, is I, I think the number one thing that, that agents need to focus on. We're just in the most crazy business in the world. We spend more time convincing people we don't know to hire us than we do, than we do reminding the people that know us and love us, hey, when your family and friends bring up the word real estate, will you think of me? Yeah. That's a weird industry, right? So database is number one. Uh, number two is, is I'd say focus on hyper-local knowledge, right? There's a tremendous amount of, of well, there's billions of dollars in, in the technology world being dumped into our industry to potentially remove us from the equation and or to at least get a slice of our commission. And as amazing as, as some of these technology companies are, and I've got mad respect for several of them, at the end of the day, I know the dog parks. I take my dogs there. I know the Starbucks and I know the local coffee shops uh, owned by local management, what they do and how phenomenal they are, in some cases, how, how terrible they are. Uh -huh. um, I know the value of certain streets and the walkability to the parks and the schools and the restaurants in the neighborhood. And I know that on this particular block, every Halloween, 42 houses shut down through a, through a block party at the blast. So those things are going to be very difficult for any technology company to replace us. And so make sure as, as a real estate professional on your street, on your block, in your neighborhood, in your school district, in your city, that you've got hyper-local knowledge and the ability to share that with your clientele. And then finally, I, I would say is uh, think about potential leverage, right? If I say we're a weird industry, we're an awesome industry, but we're a weird industry. We spend more time convincing people we don't know. Let's hold an open house and meet strangers and convince them to work with us. And I love opens, but we have zero relationship with the 40 people we sold homes for last year. To me, that's weird. Um, the next thing I'd say is leverage. We're in a weird industry that we do everything ourselves. Right. And in our coaching company, we equate it to to being a doctor and you, you, you pull into to any doctor's office in America and you sit in the lobby or, and then you check in and then they say, please sit back down. Somebody will call you up. And then it's typically a nurse opens the door, says, Mr. Rieger, come on back and they'll take my blood pressure and they'll take my temperature and they'll take my weight. And then they'll take me into an examining room and ask me some questions and take some notes. And of course, they leave and the doctor comes in and he or she will, will ask me more questions and they might send me to the pharmacy or they might send me here is that we're an industry where for the most part, we're literally doing and wearing all of these hats. And I would, I would challenge a lot of the folks in our industry. It's time to think leverage. Who can make your flyers? Who can handle your transaction coordinating? The reason most agents don't have a database is because they're so busy out selling homes that they're not taking time in the back end to remind people when you think real estate, think of me. So, so consider bringing leverage into your world. Um, and I believe your world would get much bigger and possibly you have a lot more balance as well. I love that so much. That was, that was so great. Oh my God. I hope listeners are taking notes aimlessly right now, or, you know, you can rewind us and listen to that. Cause that okay. was, 
I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, tell us about, I mean, you, you brought that whole up, like that the doctor would walk in and be like a coach. So tell us about the benefits of being a business coach and why should someone sign up and invest into a coach? So many reasons. I think mindset, depending where we're at, it, it's, we look at the last year and a half and the political climate of wherever you stood on that, or even if you didn't care, there was still so much energy going around it. And then we, we look at a worldwide pandemic and some of us have lost family and friends. Um, some of us have, have been impacted by small businesses in our, in our community being shut down. Uh, fortunately for the industries that we're in, Lisa, in, in real estate and title, it's, it's actually gone complete gangbusters. But keep in mind that so many folks have not had that, that, incredible boost in business that we've seen in ours. So, you know, mindset, I think right now is probably more important top of mind for me than at any other time. And even with our highest performing agents, I'm seeing mindset as, as, as an opportunity because historically in most markets, it's, we've got a, a boom market from like March through August, March through September. I've seen markets where 70% of all sales happen like in a five month window of summer seasonality, spring and summer. So if we've got 60, 70% of boom market, well, that leaves 15 or 20% in the rest of the market. What's interesting about this year is our market has been so explosive. We did not have a December slowdown. We did not have a January slowdown. We did not have a February slowdown. So we're seeing a lot of the high performers we work with. And I look at their face and it looks like to me, it's like late October. They're burned out. They're exhausted. They're tired. And it's like, hold on. It's mid-July. Like we still have two, three months of this run left. Worst case scenario. So, you know, I think mindset's important. Uh, so often we'll ask folks, it's like, where do you want to be in five years? Like, that's one of those common questions when I, when I meet somebody non-coaching, just, just curiosity. And they go blank, Lisa, like they're just, there's a lack of clarity of where they want to be. And if there's a lack of clarity of where they want to be, there's certainly a lack of clarity of how to get there. Um, accountability of course is very important in coaching. Hey, you said you were going to do this, go to the gym twice last week. Did you go? What happened? What got in the way? What will you do different this week? Uh, taking action and growth. I mean, those are, you know, four or five of a thousand reasons I can lift off, list off of why I feel business coaching is, can be so valuable to the right person looking to go to a different place than they are today. I absolutely agree. And people ask that question, you know, like I'm in the top 2% of the nation. What do I need to coach for? I go, I don't know. Let me go ask the other 20 that I've coached who are at the top killing it. Cause it isn't always just necessarily about the orders. There is other reasons why people want to save time. People feel imbalanced. They're working parents and they like never see their kids because they're obsessed with their phone and technology and all that stuff. And then every order, you know, it's, it's just so to me, there, the mindset I'm obsessed with, like if I ever don't do this gig anymore, I want to be a mindset coach. Totally. So because of that, I weave it into my work. It's in all of my programs. I think that is massive. And I love that you hit on that at the, at the gate because it's so crucial. The other thing that's so important is that as a coach, we get to unlock people's full potential, Craig. And I think that is the ultimate most rewarding is that people play small when they have so much more potential inside. And the discovery of that is, is why I gave up my master <laughs> is that I love being a part of watching that transformation. And it happens at the highest level. You know, it's not just the people who started yesterday and growing and all that, it's just and everybody in between. Anyway, that was awesome. Thank you so much for that. And, and awesome. you're right. I agree with you. I think we could write a book together at a thousand reasons why you need a coach. Yeah.
let's do it later. I was just going to say, game on, let's go. <laughs> um, I would love to hear some of your good advice for real estate agents and title executives. I want to scooch my peeps in there too, Craig, who are struggling with actually reaching their goals you know, whether it be, again, balance in life or money or whatever it is, and alongside of being happy, I think there is this, um, you know, a little bit of negativity or overthought or tired or just feeling really overwhelmed, you know, um, whether it's in the real estate community where people are being like, oh, I'll, the, the this realtor will do it for 1% or, you know, this or that, or that you've got in the title world, they bring people in the front and they're losing them out the back door because the branch is busy. I mean, whatever it is, what is your advice for people who are struggling right now? Yeah, it's, it's really just in alignment with the mindset we're just discussing. Uh, I'm a tremendous believer in the power of affirmations. Mm-hmm. And I'll, that's a question I'll, I'll, I'll always ask a coaching client, a team member, if you get stuck going to dinner with me, like, Lisa, do you do affirmations? And what I often hear, not, not from an incredibly powerful person like yourself, I'll hear, no, not really. And I'll start challenging them. And the reality is, is every single one of us on the planet do about a million affirmations a day. We've got a reel that we're playing in our head. We truly do. We've got a reel of a belief system of of what we can accomplish, what we believe, uh, what we feel our self-worth is, how far we can push ourselves. And it plays over. And a lot of times, unfortunately, parts of that reel have very negative messaging. So when I ask people, do you do affirmations? They're like, not really. I'm like, "Mm, I'll dive deeper on this and I'll guarantee over the course of 10 or 15 minutes, I'll find five or 10 affirmations that might be playing in that reel constantly all day long. Uh, There's an agent we're coaching right now. We we primarily focus on on established agents going to like a a, a next level, but we do coach agents at all level. And this young man, relatively new in the business, seven months. And in seven months, he closed six homes successful. But for the amount of energy and work that this gentleman was putting into his real estate career, like 12 hours a day, in the type of market we're in, um, he actually, he knew that he was underperforming. And this was very recent, like three weeks ago, I actually posted on this on my own social media page. And as we dove deeper into it, we realized that he had a negative reel going through his head. And we challenged him to, to do affirmations at a very high level consistently. Start every morning with them. And I believe affirmations should be in a routine during your drive or right after your yoga or right before you start calling your past clients. Just do it within a routine or end or when you want to be powerful. And his affirmations is like, I'm a great agent. Clients are attracted to me. I'm fantastic at selling homes. Just very basic. Long story short, Lisa, 31 days after starting affirmations, he put eight homes in escrow. Seven homes in seven months, eight homes in 31 days after starting affirmations. So the first thing I'd start is, is what reel are you playing and how do we have to reprogram that? I literally visualize taking that track off and putting a new track on and affirmations can do that. Number two is mentors and profits. And when I think mentors and profits, like who are we spending our time with? What impact are they having on us? What belief systems are we following? And when I think of profit, it so typically goes to the religious side, but there's so many great profits. Like to me, who's made more money off of their money than anybody else in the world? Well, it's Warren Buffett. 
So if I want to have a profit of how do I invest wisely, then I may not have an opportunity at this point in my career. It's not over yet to sit down face to face with Mr. Buffett, but I can watch all of his videos, his interviews. I can read all of his books. So if we're struggling in an area with mindset, I'd say affirmations, look at our, our, our mentors and profits that are currently in our world and potentially start looking to replace them. And then lastly, just have really clear goals. Dream. We've been reading uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People for about the 9,000th time. Step one is literally about dream. Because if we can dream it, we can then start actually planning to achieve it. So slow down, look at your goals, look at your dreams, look at what you want your life to look like and get really clear on that. And one of the things we'll share at RCC is the purpose of a goal is a plan it creates. Okay, well, I want to be able to spend every single weekend with my kids and never show real estate again. That's a goal. Now I just simply have to put a plan in place to achieve that goal. Love that. I love that so much. Gosh, that was so good. Um, thank you for that on so many levels, even for me personally, you know, I affirmations came later to me in my life. Cause I felt like I was just saying words in a mirror and it wasn't clicking for me. And then it was because I was disconnected. I was just saying it to say it to try it because I'm influenced by Hal Elrod who wrote Miracle Morning and he absolutely inspired me. Um, I had him on my podcast. He was a guest. He's phenomenal. And he changed my life. It changed my life. Mm -hmm. um, listening to his book and putting in his, his, his tools to work. And one of them was affirmations. It was really new to me. And he does his affirmations differently, you know, rather than the short line. And I did, I did like the short line. The problem is I was disconnected with what I put out there. So I love how you gave some samples of it too, because it's what clicks and what is true to you. I had to get rid of that page and put another page together. And when that page came together, it's like, I can't live without doing it. It absolutely has changed so much in my mindset. I've been sharing it with my students since it's, it's phenomenal. So I'm really glad that you said that. I do want to say one tip for moms and dads out there. So my daughter was a little bit kind of being bullied at school, had some people that were not so nice. And so I said to her, we need to write down affirmations. So with my nine-year-old daughter, I said, you write every, all, write all your greatness, all your wants, all your everything all down on a paper. And this little person wrote it all down every day, twice a day, we read her list. My daughter is much stronger, more confident. Those people don't even bug her anymore. She didn't see it or feel it. She's resilient. So the advice is amazing. It is amazing. I'm smiling as, as uh, my wife is also a business coach and our, our kids constantly, they're going to watch this at some point. And uh, that's a common theme in our home. And I, I love that you're sharing it because you don't have to be a professional business coach to bring this back to your kids, your family, your habits tomorrow. Right. Which I love, which I love. You know, um, I, I have so many real estate connections in the nation. If any of those guys are listening right now, I want, I want you to make a choice to invest into hiring a coach. And with, in, in my opinion, if I was a real estate agent, I would be signing up today. Tell us about your different courses. How do we get started? Because I'm gangbusters to the nation on you and your team. And I'm so excited for this. So tell us what you got. You're amazing, Lisa. I, you know, at its core, I, I just believe every human being has, is on a journey to reaching massive success. I truly do that. And I believe what coaching brings to the table is that we just help them get there much faster with a whole lot less brain damage. It's almost like going through a jungle and the finish line is the other side of the jungle. Maybe you make it to the ocean. It's like, everyone's going to make it. 
And what coaching does is we've got a pathway carved through the jungle. And I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. There'll be animals that attack us or trees that fall down, but I can promise it'll be so much smoother and faster than, than taking that same journey alone. Um, our programs are really simple at this point. We've got one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, it's 45 calls a year because our clients better be taking seven weeks off period, right? Holidays, vacations. So it's, it's 45 calls a year spread out over a 12 year period. So, you know, for most months, it works out to be four calls a month. Uh, they typically run about a half hour. Uh, most of our coaches will put in much longer than that. If it's a topic or a moment where it's really needed, uh, our coaching programs run anywhere from 995 as our base course. Uh, we've got some coaches that are household names in the real estate industry, previous CEOs of major companies that run up to 5,000, but they don't, don't worry or focus on that. That's a very specific kind of coaching for a specific type of brokerage or business that needs it. It's in its short form, it's 995 a month. And all of our coaches are in production as you alluded to earlier. And I, I think that's really critical. Like we literally went through a pandemic together. We went through our offices shutting down and not for a period of time in certain states, not even being able to enter homes. And so our, our minimum production level of our coaches is 30 million. And we've got coaches closing wall in excess of 150 million. They don't do it for the money. They're doing it for the same reasons that you and I do at Lisa is that a, they, they love giving back to an industry that's been amazing. Uh, they love the community of what we have with our coaches and our network here at RCC. And lastly, is they do it because they realize that when you coach somebody else to hit their goals outside of, of, of your own little world or big world, whatever it is they may have, is that it actually makes you a better leader to come back to the people that are actually reporting to you. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, 100%. I'm happy to be a hold of us. Uh, we're at regercoaching.com. So very easy to find, R-E-G-E-R coaching.com. Um, we're all over. So if you look for us, you'll find us. Okay, great. I like that because I know that's going to be the questions and the texts and the emails that I get. So you brought up the pandemic. So over these past, you know, what, 18 months at this point, what have been your biggest takeaways like in business or personally? What, what have you really taken away through the whole pandemic? You know, you brought it up a few minutes ago. You brought up so many great things. Like this is just a great conversation back and forth. Is it in our profession, whether it's title, lenders, real estate professionals, we, we can literally just be on 24 seven and we miss our, our daughter's soccer game or we miss our, our, our granddaughter's birthday or we promise our significant other that we'll be home for dinner and they cook us this fabulous meal and then we're not. Um, what I really realized over the last 18 months is that slowing down is okay. The world will keep spinning and we can, we can do quality work in a balanced period of time. And that we, we can, we can hold what's most important to us, which we get tricked into believing is success or more units. And we can have that incredibly important time with our health, our family, our, our community, our friends, and we can still have massive businesses outside of it. Because everything just slowed down to a point where we all, like the dogs, I feel so bad for all the dogs. There's like, mom, like everybody's home. And now they're, they're leaving again. It's like, well, guess what? I can go home and work for two hours a day and, and see my kids this summer, uh, which is something that a previous summer prior to COVID, I wouldn't have felt I could do. Um, I've also learned technology is pretty amazing. Like the fact that you and I have connected for our fourth or fifth time now in a matter of months. And truly, I feel like getting to know each other mm -hmm. through technology is I was not using technology at a level prior to the pandemic that I'm now using it. 
Right. And it's it's affording me the ability to go on longer vacations and have that quality time with my family and then have specific time blocked out on these extremely long vacations I wouldn't take in the past and still be highly efficient with my work, my clients and my relationships. 100%. I love I love that. It's so interesting. It's such a great question to ask people um, what they've taken away because it's um, I think we all got really big takeaways about, I love that slowing down, which we all thought we couldn't. And then it forced us to. So I love that. I'm glad you mentioned that. <clears throat> What's your forecast? Get out your crystal ball for us, Craig. What's going on for the remainder of the year, or maybe possibly even to Q1 22. I love crystal balls. I would <laughs> if, if I had one, I'd be on an Island in the South Pacific. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to be in a, a, an overall great market. I think it's going to be solid, but different. And we're already seeing that, like it's showing up on blogs. I think it was on Inman this week. Uh, certainly seeing it for myself and the top uh, clients that we're coaching across the country through our network is it's just different. So previously for last 11 months, you put three houses on the market on a Thursday and by Monday morning, you've got 10 to 75 offers. And now what we're seeing for the most part across the country, you put three houses on the market on Thursday and on Monday, Two of those three listings have one to three offers and one has zero. Now, the good news is they're all selling and they're still selling for an incredible amount because let's call it like it is, Lisa. We're pricing them 50, 100,000, 200,000 dollars more than we would have priced them 12 months ago as well. Um, I think people are getting back out. People are traveling. People are, are enjoying the summertime and, and they certainly should be after being cooped up. So, you know, I read a lot. It's a summer slowdown. I'm not quite sure I agree with that. I think there might be a little fatigue. But at the end of the day is, uh, you know, there, we have not been building enough homes throughout the country to support the growth period for over a decade. Um, I look at myself and how many people in our community are purchasing VRBO short-term rentals, which historically were houses that your family and my family would have moved into. So the rental properties now, we've removed them from the markets. Um, I think we have a shortage of inventory. And a shortage of inventory, we should continue to be in a pretty solid market. I just think we're going to transition into maybe a little bit more normal and normal is good, well-priced home sell with good marketing and good representation. And, and, and not, and, 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 and if you're anything but that um, you may have more of a challenge selling than you had in the last 10, 11 months. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's my crystal ball. Is that all right? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Very good. Thank you for that. Uh, you know, everyone wants to know. We're being all asked that a lot. So everybody yeah. wants to know. So thank you. Um, okay. All right. Last question. I know you got to go and get out there. I, um, I want to say this in life or in business. What do you know for sure? In life, you can achieve whatever you want. If you apply yourself to it, we, we call it being boring. And people like you and I are not boringly. So like we're go-getters, we're high energy, we're motivated, we're achievers. And in a, in a, in a phrase, we would be called type A, right? Right. Um, whether you're type A or not, in, in life, if you really want something and you're, want, if you choose to allow yourself to be boring, being boring means being consistent. Being boring is repetitive. Being, being boring is saying no to exciting things that, that come across your desk or email or social media to stick at the task at hand. What I know in life is that if you allow yourself to be boring for a couple hours a day to stay focused in our coaching company called Small Agenda, Big Agenda. Big Agenda is, is I will achieve this at some point in my life. And small agenda is what actions have to happen today to, to reach that big goal. And that's the boring part. 
if you can stay boring for a couple hours a day, there's, there's nothing you cannot achieve in this world. Uh, in business, what I'd say I know for sure is what goes up must come down. So you asked her this year and Q1 of, of next year, like, I think we're going to be great. We, we could be great from a market standpoint, substantially above that. But we, it is not normal to be in a market and, and many of the markets we coach in where values have gone up. We're coaching people in Northern Cal where values have gone up $400,000 in 12 months. In my market, arguably $150,000 in 12 months. That's not normal. It's not normal. Yeah, so at some point, there'll be some kind of correction for that. That's not a scary thing at all to me, nor to the people we're coaching, but prepare for it. You know, save some money, invest wisely, don't make foolish decisions, don't go and buy the most expensive car because you can afford it right now. Things might be different 12 months from now. So what goes up must come down is what I know in business as well. And what goes down will ultimately come back up. Right. It's a roller coaster. Most fun one I've been on for 24 years, I'm not going to lie. It's a hell of a ride. (laughs) That was really good. I love the boring. I just did a podcast the other week called the bare ass minimum versus goal. So I think it's similar to that, the small and the big agenda. I think it's that same messaging there. And I love that you just brought that up because it really reiterated. The only thing I missed in that podcast was calling it boring. It is the magic word. I love that you said that because it's so true. And I'm looking back in my career as development and building and all that stuff. There were so many, It was, the majority of it is boring, but the results are just absolutely epic. Craig, thank you so much for being, I, I want to sign up. Can you coach me? I want to be here. I want to be here. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Lisa. So we'll have that conversation when we sit down and start writing our book. How does that sound? <laughs> done. Consider it done. I absolutely loved having you on. Thank you so much for your words of wisdom, your time, your ideas, and giving back to our real estate community. You are absolutely needed. And I can't wait to give you lots of referrals in business. It is so my pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.